What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back in the building for another one of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Thank you for coming back again and joining us. As always, I'm joined by my homeboy, my partner in crime, my dog, Keith. What's good, brother? Oh, cool. Chilling, man. What it is. There you go. Hit him on the next toe. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, scream like I'm Keith. What's happening with you, brother? How's life? Life is good, man. Can't complain. You know, getting adjusted to, to New Jersey life. You know, New Jeru's, New Jeru's. Yeah, man. What's up, man? Yeah, I went to the found the the, uh, the movie house, the cinema, whatever the kids are calling it nowadays. <laughs> the drive-in. <laughs> went to the, to the drive-in theater, saw the Black Klansman. How was that? It was dope. It was dope. I mean, Spike Lee always keeps it weird, but especially when it comes to to um when he's making a movie on a topic that deals with race, it gets. I don't know, not weird in a bad way. Like, it's weird, man. Stay away. Uncomfortable. So, uncomfortable. It's, yeah, right? it's Awkward. uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you can't so, be there on no interracial date. You got <laughs> to bring your same race boo. I mean, nowadays you could be. I mean, <laughs> most of the theater was white, which was interesting. I, mean, I came was from it? Harlem, remember that. So, like, now... You wasn't... <laughs> There's probably like four black people in there, and we were two of them. So, nigga, though, he walked in the wrong theater. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, you guys know where Black Klansman is? Uh, apparently, I walked into the Shape of Water. Nah, like, is, uh, it, is this solo? <laughs> you know what the? That's what's up, man. Like, I'm happy for you, though, man. I seen that when you sent me the picture of the uh, the movie theater. I'm like, that don't look like no uh, Magic Johnson. <laughs> you yeah, know what man, I'm saying? It's, it's different. Like Magic Johnson. It's just, it's just, I was in Harlem for almost 10 years, so, uh, you know, just like the movie experience, like when Tyler Perry movies came out, yo, mm-hmm. it was like, I, don't, I can't describe the feeling, yo, like the outside of the theater felt like a wedding, like outside a church when people is excited and something real good is coming or like the, like yearbook day, remember yearbook day in high school, like it, that energy, it was like, it's like that energy. <laughs> yo, it feels like you can get your yearbook signed, kid, like, yo. The, Madea's Halloween special? Yo, Madea's <laughs> Halloween, Madea goes to jail, all that stuff. Yo, Maddie Johnson Theater was bumping. Black Panther, oh man. It, it was amazing. Isn't that crazy how you said you you almost been in Harlem 10 years? I've been in my apartment like 10 years. That It flew by, right, bro? We've we seen change, you know what I mean? Just in, a, in ourselves, we've seen change in the neighborhood. It's, it's crazy, bro. That, that decade of my life. Kind of flew by, like, but when I look back on it, I'm like, damn, well, I got a kid now. I'm doing a different job than I was, I was you know what I mean? Ten years ago, what was I doing? I, I don't even think I was, <laughs> what the hell was I doing for 24? Ah, shit. Can't remember, uh, man. That, that means that was I a good say, year if you can't remember what was going on. Oh, that definitely was a good year. I, I got a DWI that year. I was wilding out. <laughs> I was wilding the fuck out. But, um. It, it, I, I want to say I was, that's, that's the year I started at DirecTV, and I was over there for a good amount of time. But um, it was that was it was just crazy times, and just looking back where I'm at now, like yeah, a lot of change, a lot of transition. When you said that ten, it, it made me think, like damn, what's it been that long? Yeah, I word, remember man. like visiting that, your apartment. I seen you know what I mean. I I've been I've been in your apartment a few times, bro. So it was like, damn, that that was ten years ago. Yeah, man. And then look where Direct TV is going. Niggas ain't even got cable boxes no more. <laughs> we ain't even got dishes, right? <laughs> no dishes hanging off the top of your crib. I, I think about switching to that direct TV now. I like Sling. Sling is cool, but I'm thinking about switching to it. The only thing is, um, I gotta buy a new, some type of new streaming player. That's what, I guess my streaming players is played out. 
What do you mean? Like, like Directv now stopped carrying. Um, I guess one day they, did, I guess they used to be on the the Fire Stick, the version I got, and then they just cut it off. And they were like, "All right, we're only doing this version and after, which is the the the, the current version right now." Yeah. So I'd have to up. I'd have to buy a new Fire Stick just to get it, which is cool. I don't mind doing that. Fire Sticks aren't expensive, but um. It's just the fact that I have to, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't even, I already got Sling, I already got da-da-da. I don't know. And then I was thinking about maybe getting an Apple TV, because Rick's been um, talking about that for years. And so I was like, if I if I upgrade to anything, I might just do that, give upgrade to Apple TV, because I know I can get DirecTV now on that. Rick got it. So, you know what I mean? um, Oh, Rick got DirecTV now? Yeah, yeah. What would be the advantage of getting getting DirecTV now? For me, uh, it would be... The channels that they have, the the DVR feature, I believe is you have to pay like an added fee on Sling mm-hmm. for that DVR. Um, oh, you don't local, get any DVR on on um, Sling. You could, you get a five dollar fee, and you get no, DVR. but you got to pay like, Yeah, yeah, but it's like, and, but and then some some channels you can't even DVR, which like makes no sense to me. I'm like, well, I'm a, what am I paying five dollars for? Damn. For, yeah, I got, <laughs> I got, kid. I got PlayStation View. They get, they it comes with DVR, but like a very limited. Amount. Amount of space. Like you could do a couple shows and then probably after a couple of weeks they start knocking off the older shows. Yeah, yeah. How you like that though? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about the how that one gets good reviews actually, and I have a PS4. Um, it's it's pretty good. I got I watch on Android TV. I haven't tried it on my Roku yet. Yeah. But um, on Android TV, it's the best of what I tried. I tried Hulu TV because Hulu got them dope ass shows. Like they, their library is pretty good. They got movies yeah, got and shows and stuff. Um, I think I watched I, Tanya on Hulu, Hulu. So I was like, might as well, if I'm looking to cut the cord and get like one of them digital TV things, then I might as well just get Hulu because I like it already and just add the wait, TV you say, on it. Wait, Hulu TV is different from Hulu? Like who, That's the uh, when you get the local channels, right? Yeah, Hulu has live TV. Live TV. Okay, no, because I got the regular Hulu. I was making sure you were talking about the other part. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, regular, yeah. so regular Hulu is like the, you know, the, the, the direct competition to Netflix, but then now they got... The live TV thing, but it's in quote unquote beta, which gives them an excuse to suck. So, um, <laughs> so I didn't really like it. Or it didn't flow with me. Um, PlayStation. I was trying a free trial because I my free trial for PlayStation View um, ran out. So I was like, all right, let me try this other free trial. While I'm just taking advantage of free trials, but I'm like, you know, PlayStation View is this? It, it it's the closest thing, or one of the closest ones to cable. I think Direct TV now is pretty close to cable, also as far as how you can like favor the channel. You could um you could channel surf. On Hulu TV you couldn't really channel surf. Mm. So uh to answer your question too, I think um about why the advantages of direct TV now. Uh local channels with the football season starting, you know what I mean? Um just having the local channels already into the same you know what I mean? Cause I could use the antenna, but it's it's kinda whack. They got this new shit out called Air TV. Um that's kind of, I think I might, I would fuck with it for my local channels. But if anything, it's like, why not just get it all through DirecTV now? Yeah, I'm about uh, to say, know. I'm like, man, you don't want to get no, <laughs> no, no yeah. antenna, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I figure. Those are the niggas I, that, the grouches. Those will get a job, a grouch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, nah, that's. Then, it's with the DVR feature plus local channels, you know what I'm saying? I'm at work or something. I'm, I'm be missing my football games. DVR football game, you know what I mean? So it just kind of just made sense to do that. But I just haven't made the, uh. Made the actual switch over to. I did get HBO because uh, shout out to Insecure that started last week. Was it was the season premiere? 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I ordered HBO, added it to my sling package, just so I could be straight with that. And the ironic thing, I haven't watched Insecure or Ballers yet because I've been watching other shit on HBO. Like I, I think I told you earlier this week, I watched uh, Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cool movie. Cool movie. It's one of those uh, weird ones <laughs> where like it's more about I guess character development than the actual resolution of what you thought the plot was. Um, but it was cool. It was a cool movie. I liked it. Well, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the the um those, those award winning movies. You gotta love characters. I think it's the same thing with Moonlight. It's the same thing with um, Brokeback Mountain. A lot of those things that win win actor awards. A lot yeah, of character. It's a lot character. of character, not a lot of plot. Where they yeah. tie a bow at the end. Either they live happily ever after, or they live whatever the opposite is. You know what I'm saying? Like in these indie. <laughs> types that win awards like they just end it like it just ends pretty much yeah no yeah, resolution that's... nothing it's just like all right movie done yeah <laughs> we ran out of money uh <laughs> but it's, it was cool um but like i said i got, I got I did get the hbo package just for um insecure and boilers but i'm gonna get the most out of it i'm gonna watch like documentaries comedy specials or, or whatever the fuck they got going on yeah man it's just to, i haven't to get i haven't taken swing, advantage bro. of it yet <laughs> why uh, I mean, I, cause you know how I, how I shop around and read all the reviews before I, I buy, I purchase. I was looking at all the reviews and it seems that, cause Sling was like the first, like it was a game changer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To my knowledge, it was like the first joint, like that, that really got into the, the era of cutting cords and, um, or at least it's the first thing I knew about. So, but they didn't have a lot of the local channels, but people accepted that because it's like, they never seen nothing like this. They're like, all right, bet I could just pay. What was it when it first came out? Twenty dollars or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, it still is for me. It still is. They, okay, they, yeah. They, so. No, no. It's twenty five now for new customers, but they grandfather the twenty dollar people. Oh, okay. Grandfather you, yeah. Right. So to, it, it was twenty dollars at the time, and it's like, all right, they don't got local channels, but I could eat that because you just. What I used to do is I bought like I think you pay like ten dollars a month to the cable company, mm-hmm. and they give you like the HD version of just regular channels, and they give you a little itty bitty box, and um. And that's how I used to roll. But then, like, you don't need to live. Like, like, like they've improved that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah, made yeah. other, like, PlayStation Views doing it. Direct TV Now is doing big things. You said with PlayStation View, you get locals. You get all the locals. The Hulu, you get all the locals also. Okay. So everybody else got the locals. But Sling TV is a great joint for, like, you just want to watch some live TV, but not all. You just want to have it. But, like. Maybe Netflix or Prime now holds you down for a little bit. Nah, nah. I'm going to fuck with that. Um, I'm going to give PlayStation View a try. Because I always was thinking about it. I just... And I, I've seen good reviews of people like it. I already got the PS4. And I know it's available on my Fire Stick, if I'm not mistaken. I got to double check. But if, if not, I know it's available on the Roku. Um, <clears throat> now, I might give them... Because the real reason I want to switch anything... <clears throat> Sling works for me. But the real reason I want to switch anything was... Because I want to DVR football games. You know what I mean? So... Nah, I'm gonna give that a try. Cause look, see, that's why that's why I fucks with the homie Keith. Cause Keith be putting me on to like dope shit 24-7. Like, y'all gotta <laughs> nah for real. Y'all gotta find a team of, of of friends and like a circle of people that's just trying new shit and just on the dope shit. Like, I'm here like complaining, like, yo, I need an iPod, iPod cord uh <laughs> to charge my shit. I don't want no bullshit. I don't want no janky shit. Keep like, all right, man, I'm gonna get you these three for tens. <laughs> da, da, da. I'm like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. The motherfucker put me on to this shit. I got some dope ass cords. You said it's fast charging. I'm like, are they doing fast charge? It seemed fast charging compared to the, I guess the old. Maybe the old shit was just janky. <laughs> the shit that yeah. came with my phone, but this shit fucking yeah, it, it, it charged pretty fast, bro. 
To me, you know, you know, I'm old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my shit, my shit finished charging in an hour. All right, we good. Then you got the the iPhone 3G. <laughs> <laughs> but um, nah, nah, it's, it's it's real, like shit, like that. Like you, you, you got to look at the people around you to really determine, you know what I'm saying, like where you want to go and like cuz that's going to be a reflection on you like shout to the homie spec. I just I just gave my man Rick a shout out bookstore Ricky all day, you know what I mean? Like that's the team, that's the squad. And I look at them and, and they always into new stuff. They always traveling to new places. Spec we scuba diving, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like swimming sharks, man. I'm like, "What?" Awesome. <laughs> Black black dude thrill seeking out out in these streets. I was bro. just like, about to say it's worth mentioning that Speck is African American. You, know, you, <laughs> you have to mention that fact. But some people are like, so there's like, oh yeah, Speck is black. They're like, oh my god. Growing up in the Bronx wasn't rough enough for him. He like, I'm just <laughs> I'm just taking chances. I survived the Bronx. I can survive anything. Yeah, man. <laughs> I remember in one one line in a movie that that um. It's a it's like a throwaway line, but it stuck with me. Well, it wasn't really a throwaway line, but in the movie Concussion, mm-hmm. um, you know, Will Smith plays a, a African character, and then he kind of met in the movie. He mentors like someone who just came from Africa, and um, she's going to school or something like that. So he's letting her like stay with him or something like that. And she's okay. like, "Yo, how do you like when you came here first? Like, how did you fit in so good? Like, how did you make it to where you at? Because he was a really successful surgeon and or pathologist." And he said, listen, I just pretty much faked it till I made it. Like, I picked, I looked at somebody who I thought that I should be and just did what they did until I found my own way. And I just be doing shit like that in, in this, uh, while I'm trying to find the next success. That, that's that's true. That's good for, like, uh, I do that at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a homeboy that, that did the job before me. And I just look at how he approaches things, you know what I'm saying, and, and try to emulate what he was doing. Because what else could you do, really? That's how we learn, you know what I mean? Yeah. Human beings, like, you, as kids, you've seen your parents doing something, you trying to talk like them. You've seen them walking, you try to walk like them. So it's just like, it's, it's the same thing. you got to continue that when you see successful people. Um, or, or even, you know how we come across a lot of articles and, and, and we listen to podcasts. So, like, little things that, that might be matter-of-fact mentioning or, or throwaway, it kind of, like, will stick with me. For instance... I want to say it was, it's Nick Saban, um, eats the same lunch every day, um, chicken salad, whatever, because, but the, the whole point, because Nick, you know, Nick Saban's like the richest state employee in the state of Alabama, right. you know what I'm saying, so he could obviously eat lobster and shrimp, whatever the fuck he wants, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Every a different meal every day of the week, but he does that because um, he, it gives one less thing he has to think about. Right. You know what I mean? And like I kinda like was and that's not the first time I've heard that about successful people or, or billionaires or you know what I'm saying, uh, whatever whatever title you want to put on on uh these people. It's like Steve Jobs and the um and wearing the same outfit every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that oh I thought that was Zuckerberg, yeah, but yeah. Um Zuckerberg, no, nah, I don't know if Zuckerberg does it. I don't think Zuckerberg did, did it quite like Steve Jobs did it. Like Steve Jobs has you remember the, the T V show Doug? And you went in Doug's yeah. closet and he just had the same sweater vest. Like yeah, more yeah. different copies of them, but the same exact model. That's what mm-hmm. Steve Jobs did. Like he just has a closet full of black turtlenecks and 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 Wrangler jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, but that's true. Like that's so I, I like I, I started doing that with like breakfast. I was just like, yo, I'm gonna have this cereal every day. You know, because with me it was I wasn't even eating. It was like I was just like, nah, I don't feel like cooking no eggs. I don't feel like sitting there over the stove. I don't feel like doing this, da da da. And then it was just like I'd eventually procrastinate my way to not eat until like 
after 12, you know what I'm saying, after 1 o'clock. So I'm like, nah, but fuck it. I just got I'm, my, my cereal's already decided. <laughs> I got the almond milk on deck and ten always and just wake up. Do You know what I mean? It's like it's one less thing I got to think about. It's one less thing I got to decision I got to make. Word. At my first adult job, we had this manager. Um, every day he used to, for lunch, he used to eat cereal. Everybody's debating them on what they should order for lunch. And they're like, I think I'm going to order from this and that. I think I'm going to have sushi. He knew he was having cereal. Like there was no, he knew where his milk was. He knew where the cereal was. He knew exactly what to throw out, like how much to put into the bowl. And that's how he rolled. And he would eat it and then just get back, read, eat it and read a newspaper and then get back to work. That's yeah, yo. <laughs> There's something to that, bro. I, like I'm, I'm, I'm also learning this year, you know how we set goals at the beginning of the year. I'm also learning this year that you got to like make deliberate time for things. So even if, you can't dedicate the two hours you would love to dedicate to it. If you can only get 15 minutes in, you got to get it in because that's the only way it's going to get done, a little at a time, a little at a time. And, like, like I tried that scheduling thing. Remember I had hit you up one day? I was like, yo, I'm trying to do a schedule, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to wake up and do it. I was total failure because <laughs> I, I believe I had, like, a car issue the, that first day I was going to try it, and I just let it get – I let it discourage me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just – I got off the horse, and I never got back on it. But it – in, in in lieu of that, I guess I just gotta have goals. Like I'll make a goal list, and I'll just try to get as much of the goal checked off. I'm trying to make that graduate into a schedule, mm-hmm. so it kind of like two birds with one stone, keeping myself on a schedule and getting all my goals accomplished in a day. But it, it hasn't quite reached that point yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I know you're big on the scheduling. Um, you do a lot of things based on a schedule. How does? What are some tips I guess you, you you would have for like someone like me trying to just get more on track with like the little things I'm trying to do in the uh. The goal accomplishing, you know, what I mean, in terms of the schedule, because uh, I ain't gonna lie, I, 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 like, I don't know if it's because I have a kid. I'm not even gonna use that because I feel like even if I didn't have a kid, I'd have the same complaint. But I just feel like there's no, there's not enough hours in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not enough. I never feel like I could get enough stuff done. I never feel like I have enough energy to do what I got to do. So how, how do you hold yourself accountable? How do you make sure that 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 the the shit you need to get done gets done? Um. Well, I would say that. You can't be, the first thing is that you can't be too hard on yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because what you mentioned was, um, like, it fell apart the first day because, like, you had car trouble or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay to just say, uh, if, if it can be put off for later, just go, you did it over your phone, like, Google Calendar or something like that? I wrote it down. You know, I'm like, I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I was, you know, I use pen and paper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> know what that shit is. I like, niggas talk my ballpoint pen. But, yeah, like, um... So I do it in my phone. So if I if I put a, a, an appointment in and I don't make it, I'm putting it for later. Like I won't let that, you know what I'm saying? I won't let that thing go. And I, I know I don't want to see it pop up on my phone too many times. So if I had something scheduled for 9 a.m. and I miss it, I'm scheduling it for 1030. If I can, you know what I'm saying? Or I'll shuffle things around if things, if the priority on something changed. So I think the big thing is having some flexibility. Not too much because you still want to hold yourself accountable, but if you miss something, it ain't the end of the world. And that's how I look at it. The goals list is good too. The problem I started getting with the goals list is that you start writing down 15 things on one page and you could only cross out three and it's kind of discouraging. Yeah, it makes you feel, yeah. But but I've learned that's a personality trait of me. I have a lot of goals. I want to get a lot done. So I can't, the same thing you just told me, you can't be so hard on yourself. You know what I mean? Be proud of the three. Yeah. Don't be sad about the the twelve that that didn't. You know what I'm saying? Be proud of the three because it could have been a fifteen, no check day. You know what I'm saying? Nothing checked off. So right. you know what I mean? Be be proud of the little things you could do. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think the over the overarching, 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 overarching uh, <laughs> thing to it is is just be ambitious, but manage the expectations. And it's hard to balance those two things because um, it just is, right? Like you don't want to say, "Well, I'm just going to do two things today," because then you just be a slouch. But on on the same token, you don't want to say, "I'm gonna, I'm going to do these thirty things today," and you know you're not going to do the thirty things. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's reasonable to say, all right, I'm going to do these 10 things and I'm going to do them well. And that's what I've been doing. So I still do the list or whatever. I do listing more so for like tasks, not necessarily like a project. And then, um, but I'll try to keep my list. I'll only put like four things at a time on it. Four or five things at a time. I knock those things out. Then I'm on to the next four or five. Nice, nice. How you been with the working out this year? Terrible. I got like um, <laughs> terrible. The moving, the I got, moving I, knocked me well, off. you've been moving, yeah, and traveling, so that's yeah, yeah. that's gonna affect things. But um, I got, I got uh, my sister's getting married in May, bro. You know me, I'm, I was kind of like, ah, it's fucked up. She didn't <laughs> give me the invite. <laughs> she ain't, she ain't give me. Well, she ain't invite nobody yet. <laughs> she, she ain't invite me neither, nigga. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just, you know me and weddings. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, eh. <laughs> and then she did a destination wedding, so which which makes me feel like you ain't want me to come anyway. <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying you try to price me out the the destination. No, but then, you, but wait, then, wait, well, I don't want to ask where it is on, on the on the um over the the airways, but uh, you think that she tried to price you out? No, I don't think I'm deliberately. I'm just <laughs> just she don't you know what I'm saying she told it's in Mexico. I, I'm sure I could afford to go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to go to Mexico for that purpose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even really want to go to Mexico. Not, not nothing wrong with Mexico. It just wasn't on my destination list. So, no, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure I, if... There's some fine people there, but what I'm saying is that they murderers and rapists. <laughs> A lot of wall talking going on. I want to be sure I'm coming back over. But, no. Nah. <laughs> um, no, nah, nah, nothing. Like, it just... I don't know. I feel like when you destination wedding it, you know what I'm saying? You kind of... You leave people out, but that, that's not even. Well, the that's point. that's by design, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if you knew, but but like as a person who planned a wedding, uh, having a destination wedding was definitely, uh, um, it was up there on our, our list of of you know things that we wanted to do because not that you don't like people, it's more so that it simplifies the process. People don't have to talk about why wasn't I invited, this that type of thing. Yeah, um, it, it really it, it the people who do come to your wedding. It will be a high caliber of friend, if that makes sense. Like the people who actually make it, like they they care about you for for the most part. Like, and you know they paid you the ticket, so there's no need to get like no crazy gift. Some people do. It's still part of the the um the etiquette of attending a wedding, but like it's high quality. Like you narrowed instead of having two hundred, you know, people you cool with, like you're gonna have like fifty that they're like your ace boons. Mm-hmm. No, I and um, I no, I I got that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always assumed that when not not because I've never planned a wedding, but I've always assumed if I was gonna make a destination wedding. Oh, wasn't it like Martin? Didn't they do that on Martin? Like everybody was getting on their nerves, so they went to an island. Yeah. So like, I, <laughs> yeah, I always kind of got the vibe from it that it was just like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. if you don't feel like dealing with anybody, you make a destination wedding. I'm gonna end up going. The point is, I'm gonna end up going. Where I was going with this whole thing was um, 
I got to get in shape, you know what I'm saying? You can't go out yeah. to Mexico looking <laughs> looking rough, you know what I'm saying? And then um, my man, like, right down the street over here is getting married in, like, April. So it's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's right down the street. I ain't got no excuse not to show up. So fuck it. Um, so two weddings, I guess I got to go to. And, you know, like, I never really put no – we'll get we'll get into how I feel about weddings in a second. Point is, with working out and what I was asking is – um. It's like, how do you get that in? I know you said you've been doing terrible this year, but I know you're gonna get back on it. You run marathons and shit. So how you how you get back on it, bro? Like with the scheduling. With the scheduling, um, yeah. I mean, just as we were talking, I'm thinking about just doing the same workout. Maybe do two workouts and and just choose those two because you know, the, the quote unquote best way to do it is like to to um you know switch it up and what they say confuse your body i think they'd say yeah 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 shock shock the muscles or shock, shock the muscles body. don't don't throw throw them throw the muscles a different look every day but yeah. with time like i'm not exercising right now so you can't let the best be the enemy of the good so i'm okay. just trying to like just get in the gym and actually do some work so to try to get started back i've been trying to do like 15 minutes every day so instead of doing like a, a good four, like one hour workout four times a week i'm trying to do six like okay workouts each week you know what i'm saying it's like 15 minutes here 30 minutes there so on the weekends i'll do 45 minutes during the week i'll do 15 to 30 minutes per session okay so i'm trying to do it that way and try to manage my expectations and and um build like a a short-term portfolio of accomplishment so that i can run with that so wait wait you said like 15 to 30 minutes yeah 15 to 30 minutes during the week so i wake up in the morning bang out 15 minutes on the treadmill yeah, yeah. Like every but, other but, day do cardio and then and all the other day and a simple one just run on a treadmill you know what i'm saying like wait I, so wait you would go you got a gym in your building yeah oh okay i'm like i know you ain't driving to no gym just to do no 15 minute on a treadmill and then <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah that so having having exercise equipment where i live like it, it that definitely helps with doing that kind of thing but even if i wasn't like just banging out like a couple laps around the block or doing a few burpees or something like that. I always talk about, well, in private, we, I always talk about me using a Nike app. Mm-hmm. And they have, they have um, their workouts organized by time. So you could pick like a 15-minute workout. There's even 10-minute workouts. Bang that out and just go along your day. Okay. Yeah, and that's what, I, that's, what I'm, been, so that's what I'm working on now. I've been doing that, like you said, with the equipment in the crib. I got the bike in the crib so I'll, I'll do exactly what you just said 15 to 20 minutes like i don't really do too much more than that sometimes i'll push myself to 30 but um just get it in you know what i mean as soon as i wake up too because i know as the day goes on i'll find more excuses not to do it um so i'll, I'll do that the, the the shock your body thing you mentioned um i was listening to like a a, a, a speech um and the, the the speaker was just talking about just how meditation no sorry not meditation sorry yoga um it gives his body like kind of the same. I guess at the end of it, he's sweating the same way he felt like when he after he ran around the block. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and he's like just standing still. You know what I mean? And standing in one spot. Uh, I'm getting the same kind of like sweat that I would get. You know what I mean? After doing a long run or, or something crazy like that. And it made me think. So I, I gave it a try later that day after hearing it. Um, you know, what's one of them YouTube joints? You know what I mean? The the guided uh, yoga or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it, following what the dudes doing. And, shit. and I was like, yo, I can get into this on some like. Just flexibility, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel mad tight. I sit in a chair all day, and it's not the most comfortable chair. So I'm like, this might be able to help with the lower back mm-hmm. strain that I've been experiencing. And it just, you just feel looser. Like, I felt, I woke up this morning, and I felt like I worked out yesterday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, that's great. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think I'm going to um, implement yoga in a little. And then the little, like, YouTube joints, 20 minutes, 
15 minutes. You know, you work your way up. Hopefully, you get to the point where you may be able to spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes doing something, maybe an hour eventually. But to get started before your schedule opens up like that, you know what I mean? You got to do the little increments. You know what I mean? I've been right. I've been big on that this year. Saving money. I've been big on that this year because I was like, oh, I can't save money. I can't save money. Save a burr. Save, save a little bit. If it's five dollars you throwing in, it's better than nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's better than zero having having zero. And then saving money has has come to 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 save me out of jam sometimes that I would have been in. You know what I mean? Right. Like I was learning. Um, a lot of the stress I was having over money was just it wasn't that there was a lack of money. It was a lack of preparation. It was a lack of what do you mean not looking that? forward. Like, so for instance, if I found myself in a money jam, so like so quote unquote something came up that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. One, it wasn't nothing that came up that you didn't expect. You just was distracted by other things and you weren't focused on maybe this missed bill or maybe that rent was coming up quicker than you thought it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And is a lack of preparation. Had you two weeks earlier, three weeks earlier, all right, let me put a little money aside because this is upcoming. All of my bills is upcoming. You know what I'm saying? I don't get really recur any new bills. Uh, it's not unless you get like a a, a, a a stop by the cops, you get a speeding ticket or something like that. You know what I mean? Like most of your bills are gonna be the same every month. Groceries, you know what you're gonna spend every month. So it's it's really any trouble I was getting into was because I was lack of having a budget, lack of being disciplined. I was kind of just willy nilly with the money. Right. Um. But but learning like through little things, I like put money aside, put money aside, just. Not even for, like, because me, from a very young age, I always was able to put money aside for a specific goal. And that followed me into my adulthood, but that was terrible because I'd have no problem saving up for some frivolous material thing, but I wasn't putting any money away for anything else. You know what I mean? And um, it's just like you said, how you build a little portfolio of accomplishments with working out. You got to build that little stack of money up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might not be the, the, the 30-minute hour workout. It might not be the the thousand dollars that you wanted to put away, but it's you're gonna get there eventually if you keep doing the right thing and stay disciplined. Yeah, that's how I started with the investment joint. I had what, what account I had at the time. It's called ING Direct. I had my little two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, ING. Now okay. it's Capital One Three Sixty. And oh, um, did they change? And they had okay. like a, I remember the ING commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, I think it was like orange with the lion on it or something. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I had one of those and I had like two hundred fifty dollars. I got just like like twenty dollars here, twenty five dollars there, and eventually I just had like you know something like four or five hundred dollars worth of like stocks and stuff. All right, I could do this. How old were you when you started that? How old? Um, I might I might have been about maybe about twenty one. Do you do you remember what it was in your life? Cause you know, and now I don't, I don't sound like Kanye right now. In the black community, <laughs> um, in our community, like, it's tough to like, find an exa- people, examples. Like, yeah, yeah. Like who, mm-hmm. like what made you at twenty one years old think, all right, let me start investing money? Cause like, like my parents always told me to save money. I just never listened. You know what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. parents, they, they always, they, I don't know if they told me about investing. To be honest with you, but I'm sure they do it themselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, what, what was the influence for you at twenty one years old? Did you like hear? Uh, an interview did you read something that just made you were you always interested in investing maybe at 18 19 and just was like all right now is the time like what what was it that made you do it at that point in your life yeah i, I don't think i knew that i was investing i really didn't i didn't okay. think of it as stock where i'm building wealth or something like that i was like this is interesting like i kept hearing you keep hearing about stocks and if you're watching tv or something you hear about the the dow jones or whatever at the time you had to watch you had to watch the news to get the weather and mm-hmm. it's not like you could skip to the part you want to hear. Like you have to listen to all the shit you don't want to hear before they get to the part you're interested in. So mm-hmm. I watch the news and they always talk about the, the Dow, Dow Jones and Dow Jones Industrial or 
the the New York Stock Exchange, all this different type of stuff. And I'm like, I don't, there's no way I could get into that. And these people are talking about millions of dollars. And when you think about that shit, you're thinking about Wolf of Wall Street type shit. Mm-hmm. And then I, I saw an ING director already had a savings account and they had this investment joint. So I'm like, let me just throw a couple a couple dozen dollars in there and I did it. And then I threw that in and I threw in a couple more dozen. Nothing crazy. I probably throw in like $25 every few months. And then eventually I just had a few a few hundred dollars in investments. And I didn't think of it as investment of something that might be growing 7, 8, 9, 10% in the years to come. But um, it ended up being that. So I took this money and then I threw it into like another. Actually, honestly, I took it and put it in my bank account and spent it probably on some academics hoodies or something. But later <laughs> on, like that, that was the, the, that was like the foundation for me investing later on. Cause I did, it was the same idea. I just took a fraction of the money that I had and put it in. I didn't, nothing crazy, nothing crazy. I wasn't investing thousands. Wait, wait, hold time. on. Wait, my boy, you, you said you took out all your money and spent it on academic hoodies or you just took yeah, out? Yeah, it was like four or $500. So like I probably yeah, just so spent you, it on something stupid, but I but had you took every foundation. You took everything though? Like you didn't, you didn't leave anything in there. You just took everything out and then blew yeah, the money? Yeah, I took everything out. Okay. Because I didn't know what it was doing. I didn't know the potential. I didn't know the end game. So it was yeah, just yeah, there. Yeah. I saw the interest going in, you know, but when you, ha- when you have... Five hundred dollars in an account. Your interest, even a good interest, might be like every month or every few months. You might get like a dividend of like five bucks. Mm-hmm. We might get like a um an interest payout of you know three dollars, something like you see numbers like that. But not thinking of the mathematics, you more so thinking like three dollars. Okay, I might go, might as well just take this money out. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that's that's that's. Uh, isn't it funny how like. You feel like you you kind of keep hearing the reoccurring messages. You kind of keep seeing the same images sometimes, and like that that looking back, like that's the inception of that idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, big like time. Yeah. A, yeah, that's dope, man. I like that, man. And uh, uh, everybody out there, you know what I mean? Like he keeps been saying it since the the beginning of this show. Like, uh, all invest your money, save your money. You know what I mean? Like, be smart with your money, make your money work for you. You know what I mean? Build what kind of financial literacy that you can. There's all types of apps. I see everybody now is trying to get into investing. I think PayPal is doing investing now. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> ally all the banks. Well, not all the banks, but a lot of the online banks. But you yeah. said, you asking me what, I guess as an African-American, where did I see that example? But it sounds like you said that you had the example, but you just chose not to follow it. I'm not sure if I was understanding that right. I, I want to say, like, because <laughs> for a long point in my years, I'm like, damn, my parents ain't, they failed me in this area, they failed me in this, and then, like, I'm just looking back, I'm like, nah, they didn't, you just was a listener, you know what I mean? They said it, you just was somewhere else, your interest was somewhere else, or you decided to, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I gotta learn, I won't want to say I gotta learn the hard way type of dude, but if you tell me something, I, I, repeatedly, I, there's a good chance I'm gonna grasp it, but I definitely will grasp it if I experience it. The first, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if I live it. If you tell me something repeatedly, there's a good chance I'm gonna get it. But if I experience it for myself, oh, lesson learned. It's not. I don't need. To, you know what I'm saying? So it could be a lot of those things where they might have been telling me, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, cool. Pay your credit card bill on time. Pay that, that, and then, oh no, you get in trouble with your credit card. It's like, oh, all right, shit, real now, shit, real now. Oh, oh why well, they ain't tell me nothing? Oh, they did. You just wasn't listening. Right, so like right, shit, right. <laughs> shit like that. Like I'm sure my parents always was big on saving money. My parents was always big on. Um, they they weren't like they they was funny because like growing up where we grew up they they couldn't really want to they they I think they had a fear of being very like pushing money upon me because they felt like that would push me towards drug dealing just because of all the influences of drug dealing where mm-hmm. we were from so they were like 
they didn't have that money's evil type of thing. They didn't have that. They, you know, they made it important. You got to have money. You got to be able to do math because you're going to have to be able to to balance your checkbook. They, they, that was big, but it was always with like a, a filter on it, like a governor on it. Like, they, like, let's not get too much into this money talk because I don't want his brain to be money focused and he thinks he got to do this, that, or that just to get money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, it was like a catch twenty two kind of, but I got I can look back and say they always investing. I can't say they really was like telling me to do it that much, but I know they did it themselves. Cause I seen them doing it. I seen them having accountants come by and then <clears throat> they took me to them to the with them to the bank. Where they accountants were come stuff. by, nigga. Where'd you live? Accountants coming to your crib. <laughs> My God, you know, the Bru- you know the Brunos be bougie, bro. Yeah, that's 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 some extra bougie shit. Nigga said, <laughs> said they deliver. Order order up on Captain on Seamless. It's a gangster. Now nah, I would just say a little shit they they was doing. So you know what I mean. Like um, I I I, I chose not to see the examples, or uh, it's okay. easier for for me to see looking back on it in life. That oh yeah, I guess they were trying to push that. I just wasn't listening. I can see that. I mean, I got lucky and followed some advice, and um, and uh, you know, st- stumble into different things. My first career was pretty was pretty good. I was a respiratory therapist. I kind of stumble into that, um, stumble into investing. Uh, as far as fixing my credit, somehow I, I just, not magically, but I'm sure I picked it up from somewhere. Well, I did pick it up from somewhere to, to start repairing my credit as soon as I got out of college. Mm-hmm. Like a, I think right before I, I left college, I started, started looking to repair my credit. You know, that's, that's big too, because a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? They... they... They don't think like that. Oh, sorry. Like they, a lot of people don't think like that right out of college. Um, just I don't know if it's yeah, just immaturity, I guess. Or you, they didn't come across whatever it was that you came across that made you realize how important that was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was. Uh, I definitely didn't. You know what I mean? And 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 it's 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 funny because like I, uh, there's nothing that. I don't want to say there's nothing, but there's a lot of stuff that they taught us throughout with the twelve years that you go from kindergarten to the end of high school or whatever or first grade to the end of high school um i can't i don't remember too much of that stuff what what i think i was really good at in school was being the ability to take tests i learned how to how to regurgitate information but i don't know how much of that i retained you Mm -hmm. know what i mean i'm sure a good amount but but even college personally and that'd be in my last um place of education i i don't remember trying that hard i just think i i was at a very young age taught how to pass tests mm-hmm. how to you know what i mean how to take tests how to you know what i mean um and how to regurgitate information and it just stuck with me throughout life that you know i kind of felt like i was good at school i was decent at school enough enough to get by um but it's like bro the importance of just talking about financial like why are they not and you know i said everyone said heard this but why are they not teaching you the importance of that in like ninth grade of how important it is your credit's gonna be real like that's 20 times more important than the paragraph whatever theorem (laughs) (laughs) honestly depending on the pythagorean theorem but but, uh i guess it depends on your profession right because that's true that for most people the pythagorean theorem is is um is not that important but there are some people that it that's their career to know stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. that's so, their daily. Yeah, yeah, that's their daily but, job. <laughs> as as far as the financial stuff, it's yeah, that's a it's a tough subject because I guess it gets into that debate similar to sex to sex ed is like what do you learn at home and what do you learn in school? 
Yeah. Um, the, where do you find space to to fit in financial literacy? So you know, but you were saying that growing up that you feel like there was a gap in your learning with that stuff. What do you think? What do you think growing up? What what would have been part of your upbringing or education that would have brought you to the to the light of financial literacy or whatever other growing up literacy you think that you could have learned on the way? Um. Well, so like for instance, um, I don't like to talk in 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 stereotypes, but so the stereotype that Watermelon. people like, <laughs> the stereotype that people would use about um. Or even I think Jay Z had a, like a line like this on four 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 that people would use about uh, Jewish people or that they talk to their kids about money, you know what I mean? Like they're not a, you know, that at a young age, like they'll they'll have these conversations with their kids about money. Like I think that would have been helpful. And I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know what happens mm-hmm. in Jewish households. Um, uh, you know, not to stereotype anybody, but uh, I would love to if if I would have had like financial literacy conversations as a young, you know what I mean? As a young kid, and there was a lot of shit going on in my house that arguing screaming yelling that was a waste of time that it was like yo bro if that time was spent probably learning some of that maybe i would have retained some of it you know what mm. i mean or maybe not you know what i mean who knows where my maturity level was at but that's that's kind of what I, where, where i'm at going at with it like you you just said it, it it's it's got to be something that's done in the home because i can sit and pound my fist on the table all day like why don't they teach my daughter this in school why aren't they doing it or i could turn around and just teach it to her myself you right. know what i mean and try to learn about as much as i learned about and then try to help her learn some of the same stuff you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it's stuff like that my parents like i said they did i think they did a real good job in terms of like saving i remember having a savings account at a really young age it's just i think for some kids it just clicks really early like you hear those stories about just kids being real smart of kids starting their own businesses at young age i think for some people that um there's a a, a a a light bulb going off of the importance of money the value put on money and at a young age and they understand it and then some other people don't get it and you know what i mean those are the people who grow up later in life and they'll get money but they give it right back you know what i'm saying because they don't have that value of it they don't they don't really they, they know what it could, the, the material things they get for them but they don't know the power that it has behind it yeah i mean to your point of um some kids getting the money conversation early on i, I think it's also but well, not also because i guess what, what's at the root of what you just said is that it's cultural but mm-hmm. I think that um, some people will put at the forefront whatever value they think is important, right? So for one culture, they may say, I don't think the money, I think they, they can learn money, right? You get a job, you, they give you a paycheck, and you figure out how to, to, to use your money, how to maneuver your money. But what I'm going to teach this kid is how to be nice to women or how to fix stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's, and I don't know what's right or wrong, whether you should talk to about money or if it's possible to put you know, three, four, five values into at the forefront of a kid's upbringing. Can you can you talk about money, respecting women, and fixing cars at the same time? I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's it, you you as a parent, you have but so much time in a kid's life to to be able to support them financially, whether that means going to work, running your business, whatever the case may be, and still be able to teach them the lessons you want to teach them. Everything isn't going to be learned from you, you know what I'm saying? And mm. and you got to try your best. Um it's just it's like it's a paradigm. It's 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 a it's it's what you value that you're going to put we got our values from our parents, you know what I'm saying? Right. Some of them. 
Um, and then we, as as time went on, we built our own and we made it ourselves. It's 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 what you find important. You got to decide to teach your kids. And and that was something that that was. I probably had more conversations about respecting women and not being caught in like some type of situation where someone could point the finger at me and say he did this to me. Right. Um, in terms of like stuff like that, I have way more conversations about that than I did about money. So you know what I'm saying, like. My dad, I guess, put that value of this kid can have all the money in the world if he he'll lose it in two seconds if he thinks with his dick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he was like, "I." Your pops just thought your dick was gonna just be the be your downfall. <laughs> oh, no, my my pops thought me leaving the house was gonna be my downfall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. he's like, "Yo, <laughs> you go out in that world, bro. <laughs> don't go out there." That is true. <laughs> I met your pops, man, and he just felt like fire and brimstone was outside of the walls of the four walls of your house. It was insane. But um but I'm like, damn, bro, what do you think goes on down the street? Like what <laughs> <laughs> Nah, um Yeah, but he was always cautious about things. That's that, you know, there's two ways of, of looking at life. I don't and it's funny, like any there's no right or there's no wrong. I always just look at positive. I think positively. Cause I think my brain has enough power that if I thought that bad stuff was gonna happen a lot that bad stuff would happen. I just think that my brain has that type of power and I think my brain has the power of if I think positively, positive things will happen to me. So I don't think like that. Like, I don't think, oh, damn, I got, can't go outside, might get shot in the head, might da-da-da. I'm like, I could, get, I could die in the house. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I'm right. saying? So can't be afraid to go out the house and, and live. This house isn't protecting me from danger. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? So well, I have to, I I mean, have to... on that note of positive thought and, and uh you know, what's the worst that could happen if you go to a certain place? I didn't want to let the episode end without you addressing um, your your wedding thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For like, so for weddings, like, like one of the, the, the biggest things, like, I regret is, like, not going to Keith's wedding. It, it was, like, just where I was at in life wasn't, it didn't, it didn't fall in line, I guess, to, to attend. But I regret it because I'm like, man, you should have just went. Like, it wouldn't, whatever the hit would have been. So what if it would have been a financial hit? I would have bounced back from it. It would have been a pain in the ass, but I would have bounced back from it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so I should have dealt with that uncomfortableness uh, just to, to, to be there. But before your wedding, my view on weddings was kind of like, I ain't really, it's not my thing. Like, not, they're good parties. You know what I'm saying? I've been to great weddings and they've been, they've been great times. But it's just like, I, I, the whole thing isn't really, the whole ceremony about it. Like, I don't, even in my own life, I don't necessarily feel like I need a wedding. Like, I think if I'm in love with someone and, and we got our thing, like, you know how people spend a lot of money on weddings? I'm like, take that money and spend it on y'all. Spend it on the honeymoon. Spend it on an experience. Just because you the whole one day party of it was a big thing. But once your wedding happened and like, I felt that like actual damn, I ain't go. And like, I, I wasn't there. It kind of, and then like looking at how you talk about it and how the experience was for you, how much it meant to you. I'm like, I'm, I have a different outlook on them now. Like, damn, I guess, I, I guess they're important as funerals. Like I remember there was a funeral damn in my it. life. That, <laughs> you said they important as funerals, the end of an era. <laughs> no, no, but but I just don't. I just kind of just don't. I'm I'm more like I'll send flowers. I'll send something to them. Remember earlier this year there was a funeral that it was in my life. I, I was talking to you about it, and I was like, had told you that the the person that um had lost someone to ask, just gave me the information about the funeral. And I think I think you probably felt the vibe that I was about to like have hesitation towards going. And like you even said the words like, "Yo, you gotta go." Like you you gotta go. Like if if they called you and they told you that you gotta go and. You just saying those words were the actual reason I went, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm 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 
thankful for it. I'm grateful for it. And like I said, like that's why I keep the homie Keith around because then just good advice. Like I said, 24/7, he changed my whole outlook on weddings now. So now I I, I realize that day is special for people. They care about the people that are there. Like I just because my views are different, just because I could throw a party and I'm not gonna be mad at. Uh, Linda from my job for not showing up as where other people would be like, oh my God, I can't believe Linda didn't show up. It, you know what I mean? I personally ain't going to take it personally, but I, I got to understand that everyone ain't me and that it means something to people for you to come out and pour into them and share the experience with them. Yeah. I, I, so just, just to um, go, just to, just to, so you said something. So you said that um, it's because uh, a big part of it is because I guess the values that that people um exhibit in the wedding right they throw they throw tons of money into the wedding where they could have threw it into something else are you saying that you don't go because you disagree with the values that are no 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 that was just my per i was just i was bringing that up because that's just my personal like for me getting married what what anybody does with their money i could care you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. to do you it's just with me if i'm sitting there and i'm with a woman that i love and she doesn't really, if, if it's not that big of a deal to her, obviously if she wants to get have a wedding, we're going to have a wedding because it means something to her. But if it's not that big of a deal to her, and I'm like, I feel like we're just throwing the weddings just so people could say that they they went to our whatever. It's more for other people than for us. I feel like that money's better spent on on the honeymoon or something else. But no, no, that does, that those don't those weren't affecting my views for like attending weddings. I just personally the only wedding I think I've ever been to that I wasn't DJing at was like um me and my kid's mom like her uh we went to a family wedding that she had and it was a, it was a great time. It was a good party. It just like I said I just never cared for them. It never was my thing. Uh, uh, I I guess I guess what what I didn't catch from the conversation was like why isn't it your thing? Like what is it about weddings? Like what has happened at a wedding or what tends to happen at a wedding that I guess just ain't for you. I I think in general we get we getting uh we get Barbara Walters again. <laughs> <laughs> now I think in general I don't like I'm not I'm not I'm not a big partier. I'm mm-hmm. not like a, I don't need to go to parties. I don't need to I just don't I don't know. Like I'm good with just chilling. Like, I don't know if I'd say I'm introverted but I I feel like I'm so busy and maybe it's 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 cuz I have a kid so I feel like a lot of my time is like that I would have been spending on me is spent you know, taking care of somebody else. So it's like when I do have free time, I kind of want to just do the things I don't ever get a chance to do rather than go get an outfit, go out to something, da-da-da. That, that, like, so that was my outlook on, on life for a lot of years. Um, I think, I don't know, was it It was a podcast that we were on. And I don't know if it was with me or Nisha, me or you. But I had said um, when my birthday had passed last year, um, I don't make a big deal out of birthdays. I'm just like, hey, you know what I mean? I'm happy to be alive. I'm grateful for it. But I'm not like, yo, it's my birthday. Shower me with love. Let's, yo, we got to plan something out. We got to do something. I just don't really, I'm not that big into it. Like, I don't even, if I got to work that day, I work that day. I don't care. Um, and what I was learning was me not making a big deal about it was just making people have, just make no deal about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which 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 kind of was like, ah, it's not what I was going for. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't personally want to make a big deal about it. So I'm like, so now my view on stuff is changing. Now I'm kind of like, ah, right, you know what I mean? Somebody throwing a baby shower or something like that. Go get the nice outfit. You know, look, feel nice about going out. You know, go, go enjoy the experience. Because it's not promised. It's not like, yo, when everything's perfect in my life. I'm going to be able to go to these events and I'm going to be able to do everything the way I want to do and do them the way I want to get them done. You could die tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I could die today. So it's like when the opportunity comes, you alive, you feeling good, go dress up, look nice, go enjoy the experience, show some love, make somebody feel nice, give a gift, have some drinks, go home. You know what I mean? Like do what you got to do. 
Yeah, I mean, so I'll just say my views on on weddings and baby showers and all that type of funerals and all that type of stuff. I remember when I was about, um, see, maybe about maybe about twenty eight or something like that, or twenty seven. One of my my good friends, he was having his first kid, and he said, "Yo, I'm having this baby," and he he didn't plan it well. Like it was like he told me like. The baby shower might have been on like a Saturday. He told me that like Monday or Tuesday. And, you know, my work schedule. And at the time I was working weekends and stuff. So, um, and when you, if anybody who works on weekends, if you call out on a weekend, that's super suspect. You know what I'm saying? When you, if you, it's hard to call out on a Friday or Saturday without being looked at funny. So he, um, I did that shit yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like it's tough and it's. So he's like, yeah, man, come through. I'm like, damn, man, I'm working. Why you ain't tell me early? But whatever, man, I, I just can't make it. He said, listen, man, yo, it's my first kid. And then I was like, damn, I got to make I found a way to see if I could leave early. Um, at the time, I didn't have a car. I had to rent a car. The baby shower was out on Long Island, and I made it. And like looking back at it, when you think about history books, everybody wants to be in a history book. There's nobody who says that, you know, in the in the recording of time, I just want to be anonymous. There's not a single person walking this earth that doesn't want to be in a history book. Maybe you don't want to be on the news, but you want to be on a history book. And the way you get yourself written into history is just by showing up, right? So when you show up, people feel your presence. Even, even if you don't feel significant, somebody finds you extremely significant, right? So I'm walking around thinking that, you know, I'm just a guy. I don't got no kids. I don't got a wife. At the time, I don't think I had a steady girlfriend. and but somebody wanted me to show up and that's what he wanted. Like he asked me for that and it's a baby shower, right? And he's the father. You don't think of him, him wanting to have somebody show up at his shit, right? Like I'll catch him when I would catch up, let's play ball or something. But no, nah, he want, my presence wasn't wanted there or, or to some extent it was needed there. And I went and he was truly happy to see me. So when I, when I had told you, you need to go to that, that funeral, even though people, you no, know, they're kind of standoffish. Clearly, there's a good reason for that. Um, at weddings, people are talking to tons and tons of people, and you know they may they may only spend five seconds talking to you because they're so busy. Their attention is being pulled every different direction. You may think that oh, they didn't even need me here because they barely notice me. Nah, people who throw weddings, they notice everybody. Like if they guest list is a hundred people, if it's three hundred people, they have a mental. Like a like an attendance list going through their head, and the people that show up is significant for them. You know what I'm saying? So just like I was, I was significant. My presence was significant at that baby shower. You know these different events, even if it's a small birthday party with just three people going to a bar, that kind of stuff it remains noted, and you remain recorded in history for showing up. And that's how I look at it. Like I'm significant, so I need to, and not to sound like a king or something, but I need to grace people with my presence. And that's not to say that I'm the I'm the, you know, the X fact at any event, but it is to say that me being there, it counts. It, it makes a difference because if I weren't there, it would be a different event. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's a, like I said, that's a great point you brought up, Keith, that because um, it, it changed my outlook on the whole thing. And I've even learned in like relationships I had, um, I'd be weird. Like girls would want to take me like to places, be like, all right, you know, come chill. And I'd be like socially awkward. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's probably with some of that same stuff. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't want to be there. Or just not not fully realizing how important my presence is to the young lady that was bringing me there, you know what I mean? And, like, so now she's feeling some type of way because she's thinking I'm not into it, you know what I mean? So it's, like, all that. It's, like, realizing it, all is in what you just said. Like your presence is important to somebody, so, you know what I mean? Show up. 
Word. But um, nah, that's that's been this. this <laughs> that's been episode forty one. It's been a great episode. You know what I mean? Um, little introspective joint that we had right there. Just think about life, talking about ourselves. But you know what I mean? Anything you want to hear from the Perfect Talk podcast? Hit us up, man. Hit us up on DM us on Instagram. We got the uh, Instagram account Perfect Talk Radio. Check us on there. Let us know what you want to hear. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to Miss Perfect Touch. You can check her out on Instagram, uh, Snapchat, at AO Niche. She's holding it down. Um, my name is DJ Playboy. But on Instagram, I go by at Plickapeasy. So, you know what I mean? Check me out. I actually got a Snapchat recently. Okay. Same thing. <laughs> at Plickapeasy. So, hit me up on there. Add me on there. I'm brand new. I, I have no idea how to use I'm like so washed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had no idea how to really use the thing, but fuck it. We on it. Um, Keith, where can they find you at on social media, bro? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. That's what's up, man. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts. Uh, check us out. Or actually, leave a review. You know, leave us a rating. We kind of like that thing over there. Uh, what else? Google Play Music. We are on there as well. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Show some love. And, of course, the original Top Shatter. Check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, leave a review. I think you, you can leave comments, ratings, all that. So let people know. Spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. And we're just going to keep doing the damn thing, man. Um, we probably going to take like a week off. I know you got to travel next week, right, Keith? You got some um, some things you got to do. So we're probably not going to talk to y'all but if, if until afterwards. But I want everybody out there to have a safe and happy Labor Day. It's going to the fall, you know what I mean? Change is coming. And, of course, we're doing big things over here at Perfect Talk Podcast. So let's end the year off right, y'all. Think about it, people, Keith. Peace. Peace.